right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It's your man JT and your host, Mr. Andrew Gossin. Here to tackle another hot topic. And uh, tonight we want to look at the whole subject of the black race and why supporting each other and sticking together is such a struggle and i'm gonna say this to start because i know that tonight's topic is going to stir up a lot of emotion <laughs> undoubtedly but i want to say this i want to say that i am immensely proud to be black um, black people have accomplished great things throughout history some things that are known and other things that people have tried to hide but we have been responsible for so much and when we look at things like sports and music there is no denying the gifting and the ability uh, that we have uh, as a race uh, to affect change um, but in the same breath as blessed and as gifted as we are one thing that also stands out to me is that we appear to be so cursed in our ability to stick together and support each other. And when you look at all the other different races uh, out there, whether we're talking about the Chinese, whether we're talking about the Asian community, whether we're talking about the white community, they all seem to understand the need to stick together and support each other. Um, whether we're talking about families and that, that nucleus of the uh, the community or whether we're talking about businesses you know Asian people they stick together they'll support each other until one makes it and then they start focusing on the next one but when you look at the black community it's a real real travesty that so often we just struggle to 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 stick together to support each other and we want to look at some of the reasons why that is and have an open discussion uh, about it because in all honesty as much as we cry out for us to support our own, and I see the memes going around all the time, you know, we need to support black businesses and we need to support our own and, and all these things. I think that change is not really going to come until we as a people, we as a race are really are ready and willing, sorry, to to put our hands up be honest about our our circumstance our situation our mindset take responsibility for our attitudes and really really endeavor to bring change and i know that there are individuals out there that are trying to do that but we're talking about uh, doing it on a collective basis because ladies and gentlemen there is no two ways about it that we have a problem we have a problem black on black crime is is evident black on black crime is actually a tragedy the amount of people that are are dying and our, our youngsters our children our brothers our sisters our family members to gun crime over here in the uk knife crime it's it's a travesty and we, we we've got to do something about it and the only way to really do something again is to really really look this in the face really tackle this head on and say you know 
what is it what is the root of the problem and what can we do uh, to bring about significant change because I do believe that black lives matter and I do believe in in black excellence but it's not enough for it just to be the individuals again we need to see collective change um, and so we want to get into this I want to get my my uh, brother's thoughts on this as well um, mm. I mean, what's your thoughts on this? I think we should have had like a fanfare at the beginning just as you are going through the Black Power bit and just going, you know, some sort of announcement. Da, 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 something like that, I don't know. <clears throat> I think that I completely agree. I think something has to be done. I think this, we've hit a point where we've hit a point where we've got to stop looking for external help and we've got to start looking internally and going, right, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do? You know, when you, 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 it's so disheartening. I can only really speak for myself personally. It's so disheartening and scary at the time when you're, I've got four kids and looking at them and going, well, what world are you going to live in? Yeah. What world are you going to grow Absolutely. up in? What are you, you know, I, I, I call my son, um, he's 11, pushing 12. I call my son, obviously, because I want to, I want to speak to him. He's a, he's a, bonehead at times but sometimes but he's my bonehead <laughs> but sometimes it's just to make sure he got home all right yeah you know and it's i remember what it was like when i was growing up there you know i my mom used to let me get on the on the bus from bellingham and i go from bellingham to st mary's all the way over in Ladywell and back again by bus this is primary school i wouldn't dream of doing that now yeah I wouldn't dream of doing that now my son's only just getting walking to and from school now in secondary school out of necessity because he has to because it doesn't fit in line with the time that someone could drop him to school you know there's a lot of fear out there right about now you know when you're taking a look at your your kids and and their possible possibles their possible futures what's gonna what's gonna happen is this big ambiguous cloud as to how is their life gonna evolve what's it going to turn into what's the world going to look like in 10 years time because if i look back 10 years ago it was a very different blueberry it was a very different street that we were walking around it's a very different walk that we were walking we were fearing different things and now you know i spoke to someone a little while ago and their sentiment goes right well you know it's always been there i'm like mm, has it really i don't remember being like this when i was when i was young i didn't i didn't hear so many people so many names reaching an obituary yeah. that were sub fifteen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a scary it's a scary it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. I remember back a few years ago I this is a mission on my part. I used to have a little guilty pleasure of going to different karaoke venues. So we'd sing in different places and what have you. You know, and I, I was fortunate enough to get collected by this get connected with this group of guys that were part of a four tops tribute band and they wanted me to join because they had one guy that was leaving so he they i had to learn all these songs and all these dances and you know four tops choreographed moves yeah it was all long i can hold my i can hold my own on the dance floor to myself <laughs> and my, my my girl but when you talk about dancing in sequence with three other guys, it was it was a bit political. But anyway, they they brought it's me down. It's a man of this, many talents. Huh? It's a man of many well, talents. I I I try, <laughs> I try. But they brought me down to this 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 venue. This not say this venue. It's not this venue. It was the Hilton and Park Lane, and there was an event that was going on in there. And as it turned out, it was a, it was an 
you mentioned the Asian community. It was an Asian award ceremony. They were holding their own, not for, um, not for acting, not for singing, dancing, whatever. It was about business. It's actually about net worth. And this room was worth millions. And they were awarding each other for making money. They were collectively in a room with a full-on decked-out award ceremony in the Park Lane Hilton Hotel. And they had us on as an as entertainment. And it just struck me that we don't do that. We'd rather tear each other down rather than celebrate each other up. And it it was a real... It was an eye-opener for me to be there, but it was quite saddening at the same time to know that I've never heard of anything like that. No? Never heard of anything like that. And I think when we're taking a look at the discrepancies between the different races, that's the bit. We don't do enough celebrations. We don't do enough celebrations of someone achieving something, of someone doing something. No, I was sat in my, my house a while ago. My mom came a couple of days ago, sorry. My mom came to the house to come and watch, watch, see my, son, my newborn son. And she asked me, oh, do you watch the news? And I said, no. She goes, well, how do you know what's going on? I said, I know what's going on. If I reopen the newspaper, it's going to tell me someone got stabbed. If I watch London tonight, it's going to tell me someone got shot. If I watch the news and I read the newspapers, I won't leave my house because you'd be scared that you're not going to make it back. I'd rather watch Netflix. And she seemed quite shocked by that answer. But as I speak to more and more people going around, that's the, that's the resounding answer now. People don't watch the news because it's already decided. And I think as much as we looking internally and going, right, well, we need to do something ourselves. We've also got to ask ourselves and go, right, well, the media, what are they actually reporting? Because the South London Press, I have never seen a headline that says businessman makes millions uh, yeah, you know? yeah. I've never seen the, the, the headline on the sun that says married couple reach 50th wedding anniversary yeah. the bits that get celebrated in the media that get pushed in people's faces are all of the bits that go on in society that apparently make news but they're always bad news we don't do enough celebration of the good the good in humanity the person that holds that that walks the old lady across the street the person that holds the door the gentleman that actually fulfilled his promise to his girlfriend like this this show don't tell the bride that goes on have you seen it yeah yeah <clears throat> so they had the show don't tell the bride and they had there was a there was a well they actually didn't actually make it to the air because it was a guy that um <clears throat> my family knows and he was marrying a girl that we we all all knew as well and they were asking him basically um what's the girl's worst nightmare and so he told her you know this is and they were oh yeah, yeah let's do that because it makes good tv he said no because he knows the girl and i know the girl should have murdered him in his sleep if it come down to it <laughs> but that was my point it's just it's just everything is so focused on upset and misery because apparently that gets us a cheap laugh but what about the good where's the good where are the kids that are doing great rather than the ones that are outside on the street corners confused what about the guy that's doing great in his marriage rather than the guy that's cheating with 10 other women where are what about the good and i don't think we celebrate the good enough both in ourselves because that's where it's going to start yeah yeah that's where it's going to start you know the crazy thing about all of that i think we've been so responsible 
for creating the stereotypes that we're now having to deal with uh, in terms of what black people sometimes are responsible for this hoodlum lifestyle and you know gang crime and all the rest of it that most of the time when the media is reporting stuff about black folk that is what they home in on constantly time and time and time again they're not used to celebrating black they don't want to celebrate black we know that but they're not used to celebrating black there are black people out there that are that are achieving great things um but uh, there's a lot of people um unfortunately part of our race that that seem to want to live up to this stereotype and that's the thing that really that really gets to me Uh, i mean and that's what a a topic that's dear to my heart it's i'm tired (laughs) of us as black people just being people who provide entertainment yeah just just yeah. entertainment just entertainment okay yes we know the sports yes we know the music but even in the the news we're, we're providing entertainment and there are these other races that, that look in on us sometimes and must think what the hell <laughs> what's wrong with these people yeah we're fighting each other we're just it's it's just embarrassing Unfortunately, so. I mean, we going back to the, the media bit. You know, you're talking about the parts of our race that are that are just, you know, the knife crime, the gun crime, and what have you, and this whole glorified gangland kind of culture. But I think some of us have fallen into that way because that's all that we've seen because we happen to be watching the news. I think it comes full circle, you know. I think there are a lot of guys out there that don't want to be doing what they're doing out there right now, but they just don't see any other way. They don't see any other way. I remember back when I was a kid, you know, you you, if you were doing something wrong, you didn't just have to worry about your mum catching you or your dad catching you. You had to worry about all of their friends. I remember learning to smoke was a big thing for me because I had to watch out and dodge everybody that my mum ever knew or ever worked with. That community vibe isn't there anymore. Yeah, not It isn't there anymore. Like I remember back in the day, I would never ever dreamt of swearing at a parent or a a someone that was of a parent's age. When I walk around the streets these days, I see kids swearing at their their their, their parents left, right, and center. Yeah, and fair enough, a lot of that isn't coming necessarily coming from us, but it's wearing up on us now. Yeah, you know, and it's. That's the bit that I think's the biggest part of. That's the bit that I think's most upsetting to me. It's because when I speak to my senior seniors and they talk to me about what it was like when they first came over, you know, it was a very different scenario. The things that we're talking about that are going on in different races now, we were doing back then. You know, a black girl was never allowed to walk home by herself. Uh, if a black, if a black, a group of black guys, because black guys didn't walk around on their own back then, out of fear, but they would never let a black girl walk home on her own. They would have walked her to her door, then gone about their business and gone and taken themselves home. Black guys weren't left on their own out on the street. They took care of each other to make sure everyone got home. You know, there was a real sense of community. You know, the bits that we're looking at in other races and going, well, actually, you know what, what they've got is good. Yeah, but we had it too. Absolutely. Yeah, we had it too. But unfortunately, values have not been passed down in a world that has continued to change. Yeah. And uh, 
that's what we're looking at right now and, and, and not only that but I think that our focus as the world has been changing has not been on the right things you know we are focused on I mean they talk about this 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 grime music they talk about you know the rappers and, and all the stuff that they put out and, 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 and there is an element of truth I mean let's not get it twisted there is an element of truth that a lot of times in this music certain things are glamorized that should not be glamorized absolutely and that becomes the thing that influences our children influences the younger generation and causes them to aspire to be something that is creating the problem on our streets from the lyrics to the images we we, we glamorize the wrong thing and again it's pro in the name of providing entertainment. Yeah. I asked someone the other day and I said to him, when's the last time you heard a song that was just about loving the girl? Yeah. It doesn't really happen anymore. Music's gone from being an exploration of feeling, you know, to just any subject said to a beat. You know, when I was back in the day, I remember, I think Boys to Men's End of the Road was at number one for like 18 weeks. You don't you don't hear songs like that really no anymore. No way. You, know? you don't hear any songs like that anymore, and, you, and I think that that also contributes to the overall problem. I mean, we we've we've come from a point where we had to fight to survive, and that made fighting okay. Now we've got to a point where we don't have to fight to survive, but we're still fighting. Yeah. yeah, I remember having a conversation when I used to go to the. I don't know if those of you that are <laughs> my age and above would remember the Choice FM weekender. Okay. And I remember on being in the coaches years ago, speaking to this young guy, and he was, he was being a bit of a, he was a bit of, a, being a bit of an idiot on 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 the on the coach. I think they one too many drinks too early. It's been a bit raucous, and me and him got into this 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 conversation. And he was busy talking about the system, holding him back and this, that and the other and blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, right, well, if it's the system holding you back, I remember back in the day, like, Rosa Parks fought because she didn't want to sit at the back of the bus. He went, yes, yeah. okay, where are you sat? This guy was sat at the, work, the, the, if he'd sat any further back, he'd be sat on the engine of the bus. He was like, first, but and he was like, okay. he's like, yeah, but just hear me out. I said to him, okay, right, well, if you think about it, back in the day, if you were shackled, you know, big, heavy chains around your wrist, around your neck, he went, yes, what do you have now? The biggest chops you could have for, and the biggest watch you could find and the biggest chain you could find. And he sort of stood there as the penny sort of dropped and I said, you need to understand something right about now. Back in the day, we were oppressed. Right now, you're choosing. And you're choosing to put yourself right back in the same place that we fought to get out of. Our people need to understand that, that no one is actually putting this on us anymore. We're choosing. Yep. But with the power of understanding of that comes the power of choice because you can choose to do different. And I urge and plead everyone to do the same is to choose to choose to change the record, choose to change your position, choose to stand up and go, no. And if enough people say no collectively, then the river has to change direction or forge a new course. You, you talked about us providing entertainment and I think ironically, I think we have become that. You know? Yeah, we have become that. 
unfortunately and it's not an absolute representation of our culture because i know so many highly intelligent black men and women yeah, and absolutely. children so do I. you know yep. i know so many highly successful black men women and children and unfortunately their 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 light is being shaded and jaded by the media's choice to focus its direction on you know rather than us get, not even just providing their own platform but daring to step forward and daring to celebrate the other guy the guy that you know that's doing well to actually tell him he's doing well you know? you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes even if we just started with that you know it's funny though when you when you when you get put into a situation where we are the minority again how quickly we revert back to that that world like my 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 children's mother's from croatia and we went to i went over to croatia obviously serious minority there very little black people there was one black girl that i saw on the plane and we i saw her on the plane on the way there then she disappeared and i bumped into her by chance on the street about four days into the trip the look of relief on this girl's face and the genuine smile of I'm glad you're okay, I think it was, that went across and the nod from me to her demonstrated to me that it's still there. It's still there. We just need to really learn to how to club together again. You know, I used to work for a um, security company. I used to do security in a roll opera house. And there's a guy called, I think his name called Shaz, I think it was, Indian guy. And he was explaining his house to me. And his house was a cell. There's no other way of describing it. So they would have, <clears throat> he said he hadn't got into a cold bed in the last 10 years. And I said to him, what do you mean by that? And he goes, basically, there are 16 of them living in this house. And eight of them work day sh morning shifts. Eight of them work night shifts. And basically what they do is one gets up to go to get to work as the other one's coming in and jumps into the bed. And that's how their life rolls. From one to the other, 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 to the other. To the other. And what it is, is that house generates, so let's say for argument, that house could represent three or four families from back over in India and their first wave of people that come over here. They operate in that house until they generate enough, generate enough money to get everybody over and they duplicate duplicate the houses out so they make, get, right. get more houses. That's right. Those families are set up and what have you. They have a percentage that they pay into a pot that serves the community. And then when they're really set up, they said basically the young guys that are the younger the young guys and girls that are sort of thirty and below, they go out to work for other industries run by other races. The money comes into the community, it never leaves. So they only ever buy from Indian, but they earn money from outside and the network revolves around. I've spoken to Jewish people that operate in a very similar That's way. Right. They pay into a communal pot. So if one person's house, the roof gets blown off, the community pays for it. Everyone pays 10% of their earnings into a pot. The community takes care of it. But these things are things that we had in place. When we first come, when our, first, our guys first come over, they had to take care of each other, so they did. Yeah, uh, but why? why? I mean, why are those things not prevalent anymore? Because and we, that's, that, that really is, the, is the, the shocking crime and the travesty about this all. I mean, we speak about black people support in their own community black people support in their yeah. own businesses etc etc uh, i know black businesses that unfortunately now will refuse to take on black folk yeah uh, and they refuse to take on black people because 
unfortunately they bring nothing but attitudes and problems and 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 these things here and, and the general community the black community that is will look at these type of situations and these type of setups a black business owner that now employs white folk or other race, races other ethnicities and, and will almost frown upon the business when the reality is and i know this firsthand i mean i'm a business owner mm-hmm. and over the seven years of me running my own business all the opportunities that I have given to people to try and bring them on board, groom them, give them an opportunity. They've shown an element of, of ambition or desire to want to try and get into this. I've always given opportunity to, to my own black people. And I have found over the seven years of doing that, that it is my own brothers and sisters (laughs) my own possible sons and daughters that are the ones that bring the greatest problems. They either end up trying to hurt you or hurt your business. And it's, it's a shame. And so again, I'll tell you straight, I can understand those black business owners that get to a point and place where they're like, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. I'm not doing this no more. I'm not going to employ my own kind anymore because it seems to bring nothing but heartache and headache. And I'm saying, well, why is that the case? Why are we so short-sighted as a, a group of people, as a race? Why is there so much internal wranglings? Many a time, black people can't even start off in business together without being three months down the line and greed getting in the way envy getting in the way some kind of argument anger getting in the way causing people to part why we've got to ask ourselves the question if we are ever going to hope for any kind of change yeah our kids cannot continue to see this and yet us expect them to aim for higher heights at the end of the day they are emulating what they are seeing and they are surviving within a culture that we have created mm. I think there is a glimmer of hope now if you take your eye off of the media and then on to the people that you know I know some very very inf- I say influential influential, and I don't mean that in terms of necessary how society would dictate and say influential in terms of being ridiculously wealthy, but they are ridiculously rich in personality and in intelligence, in success and in ability. And I watched these guys now really taking their kids under the wing and drumming things into their heads. I'm seeing new when I look at look at the young the younger the younger guys, the real kids, those sort of like eleven, twelves now. The level of intellect, the level of ability to speak, the way in which they carry themselves is different. And that's coming from out of this chaos. Out of this chaos is is a glimmer of hope. You know? It's like with, with I look at my, my own kids and their abilities to speak, how they how they think, the way that I challenge them myself, you know. And I also I'm I'm quite fortunate in the sense of all of my my kids kids mums are also forward thinkers 
so they're challenging them in that direction as well. I look at my 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 eldest; she's nineteen. She got into every university that she applied for. Uh, her boyfriend is another guy that's that's got his head screwed on. He's got his head glued towards the sky and is reaching for great things. I think we out of this chaos that has ensued and is in position and has been reigning terror for God knows how long. We're starting to see the strands of hope coming out from as each individual person has got within the black community now that has got to an age where we are now officially adults i still can't believe that i'm classed as that i still remember being like 16 and looking at the adults on the table going right man, are you going to be that old one day but we are here now and i think that looking at a lot of the lot of the guys and girls i know of my age group that are really looking around around them again not in my backyard and then drumming or drumming their, those lessons into their kids we're seeing a glimmer of hope these these this glimmer of hope and a glimmer of ability and also i think what we should we should really be helping our kids to understand is that the school system isn't the only system mm. you know yep, I mean, like just just because you're not great at maths doesn't mean that you're not great full stop just because you're not brilliant in english doesn't mean that you're not highly intelligent um, and i think the school system itself right about now needs to to change and recognize entrepreneurship in its youngest form you now when kids are kid, when kids are smaller and they and and to help them see past that grade on that piece of paper about that piece of history or that bit that's got nothing to do with, or they're never that bit that they're never going to use later on down the line and to help them understand that i think there is a glimmer of hope from our age group certainly and the imp imprint that we are having on our kids i think it's I think there is a breed of parents out there that are now taking parenting a little bit more seriously. But to me, the, the problem is still that it is the minority within the minority. It is, but with every with every change, it starts off with, with a minority, yeah. you know, and it, it starts off with a small victory. Small victories change to massive changes. Even like we talk about the Rosa Parks situation, yes, the civil rights movement was a big movement, but at the end of the day, it was one woman on a bus. Yeah. There's one woman on the bus that changed history. It takes one. And the thing is, I think that all of our, our, our people out there need to understand that amongst chaos, whilst everybody stays silent, things don't change. But understand that the whisper that you say to your child matters. The whisper that you say to your son and your daughter that says to them, don't you dare behave like that. You've just changed one mind and stopped them from becoming the problem and therefore decrease the size of the problem later on right. i think i speak to all of my fellow parents out there that have got children that are worried that are scared that are frightened for their when their kids are walking out, outside on the road you make sure that you drum the lessons of life into your child's head as long as you're in a position that you should be as a parent that child will respect the lesson that you've given them you've just made the problem that one little bit smaller because you've got one less recruit for the bad guys out there and eventually they'll get filtered out. Unfortunately, in human nature, there is good and there is bad. We have to have both sides, unfortunately, in order for balance to occur. But I think if we all focus on doing our part in our own houses, in our own way, with our own little individuals to make sure that they understand that there's an alternative way. I'm glad you said that because I think the truth of the matter is that a lot of this does start from home. 
and uh, we need to understand that. Um, yeah. We're living in a day and age where, uh, on many occasions, the government is raising our children, the teachers are raising our children, and we relinquish responsibility yeah. um, to these institutions, to these places. We've got to bring it back and understand that in the crazy world, it starts with us as, pa- as parents, um, us putting in those values, us imparting those truths. Um, and at the end of the day, listen, they will appreciate it from us. And if they don't appreciate and embrace it from us, they're not listening to nobody else. That is the truth of it. I think you hit the right it word. It starts for us. Absolutely. I think you hit the right word there. And it's an apt word. It's listening. You know? Your kids are listening when you're not talking. I think you need to understand that. You're in every single act that you have. They're watching you when you're not watching you. So you can't... You need to make sure that you get into, into a state where you understand the example that you are. Not the example that you're setting, but the example that you are. Yeah. Every man out there that has a son, you're an example to that son. Absolutely. Every man out there that has a daughter, you're an example to what she should be looking for. Every mother out there that has a daughter, you're an example to how she should carry herself. Yeah. Every mother out there that has a son, you're an example as to what women stand for. And what you stand for is what he's going to expect to be able to portray or give on to others. The examples that we set for our kids are absolutely paramount. And the thing I think I'd say to every parent out there, and this is coming from the heart from someone that hasn't always been the best parent to my kids, is that it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. You know, if you've if you've been through some crap in your in your lifetime and it's meant that you haven't been the father or the mother that you wished you could be, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to turn that 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 car around and go, right, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this this way. You know? We all go through certain parts. I mean, we were talking about different stories of life and <laughs> all the different shenanigans that you get into. That's called life and that's called learning. And we go we go through those things at various different stages in life and it causes evolutionary changes. But you need to understand that your children are going through evolutionary stages as well. And in some respects, they go through your evolutionary stages with you. They're not stupid. They're young. They're impressionable. But they're not stupid. Take the time to explain. One of the things I've always tried to do with all of my kids, yes, you have to chastise them certain times. You've got to tell them off and you've got to this, that, and you've got to pull, pull the rope in. But don't let it stop at you pulling the rope in. Explain why you had to pull the rope in as well. Absolutely. You know, afterwards. And they start to understand that. You know, when you get to teenage, like, don't forget the difference between teenagers and a toddler is nothing other than the amount of years that they've been listening. So if you're talking to a teenager that's maybe slightly gone off the rails, it means that you have to talk a little bit harder or a little bit more often, then do that. Your job as a parent is to continuously be that point that they can reach. If they haven't completely destroyed that, or you haven't completely destroyed that, then just hold the olive branch out a little bit longer. Yeah. All right, so kind of getting back to, 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 you know, this whole... uh, the essence of the message or the topic of conversation which is why do black people struggle to support each other i think jealousy is a massive part in that um actually no i rephrase that not jealousy i think it's fear 
I think it's fear of you but not fear being... Of fear of what? Fear of not being where you think you should be because somebody else is there. You know? You've got a full, you've got a full focus. Your next door neighbour's got a, got a BMW. So you slate the other guy because you haven't got what he's got. Because yeah, but you why can't you we be, be inspired rather than intimidated? But that's down to and that's just down to education. That's down to education. That's pe- that's down to people seeing their own potential. And do you think it's an education that differs amongst races then? Because we don't see as much of that, or maybe because we're not part of that culture or that world, we don't see it. But f- from what we see them achieving and how we see them operate and profile it would seem as though we're the only ones who suffer with this this problem this crabology i call it you know crabs <laughs> that, 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 that's how it is you put crabs in a bucket and one tries to crawl out the others are trying to pull it back down yeah why why do we in suffer the from bucket that? exactly in the bucket exactly now, I, now let's say for argument's sake i went to but first time i went to states i went to la and i called my friend i said to him if we lived here we would be millionaires by now hmm. because the environment was set on positive not negative yeah it was set to how can we do this rather than what what are the reasons why we shouldn't and i think when i say education that's what i mean it's people changing their perspectives and going right well i'm going to give it another go on one side and on the other side going i'm going to give it another go and not being the stereotype we some like with our as I was saying with our kids earlier on, by drumming a message into their head from now, these are the people that are about to become the teenagers, they're about to become the adults. Let's make sure that their message is right. Yes, still hold out the olive branch to those that are your sixteen and your seventeen, your eighteen, your twenty ones, those ones that are hard headed and ingrained in their pain. Because a lot of it that's what it is. I spoke. I used to work for. Um, used to work with um, a lot of mentoring groups for young, young, young adults. And when you got down to it, all they were upset about was the fact that someone didn't listen. Someone that they really wanted to listen didn't. And when you got to the bottom of that situation, you've got them and you've got the parent in the room, or them and the significant other in the room. You realise that actually it was a matter of circumstance that person was going through some stuff and they didn't air it. They were just busy trying to deal with it. But it was, a, the, the timings were almost immac- immaculate in the sense of at the time when they needed to be by themselves, this person really needed them to listen. And because that person wasn't listening, they went to go and listen to somebody else and it spiraled, it started a spiral. You know, we need to start listening to each other and sharing. And sharing that whole pride of not letting people know when things aren't going right why would why why does that exist why do we feel shame because things aren't working out the way in which we thought they should or we wanted them to why do we feel shame because the dream that we started off with hasn't gone according to plan because, because humility is perceived as a weakness yeah, not a strength but that's the fear huh. And that's when I say it's at the root of it root of it all huh. that fear of not being enough is at the cause of a lot of this. A lot of this. I'm not a good enough parent. There are a lot of parents walking around out there right now. I used to be one of them. That wore that badge on their sleeve. And it became the heart of every decision that they make. I'm not a good enough parent. You try starting a day off. Believing that with three kids. That you know you've got to feed for, fend for during the day. 
if your belief is I'm not a good enough parent, you never will be. You'll never be a good parent because you've already decided you're shit. But then we're in a day and age where there's enough resources and enough people potentially around that we can learn from, that we can partner with. And that's what the, the kind of essence and core of this is about. Why don't we tap into those things in order for us to become better? Why can't we support each other so that we can go from strength to strength and level to level and, and attain? Why do we, we, we seem to want to wallow in this base level of living? But I think we can now. I think the problem that we're, we're, we, we are living amongst now and that we've, we are fearful of now has come from an age where if you didn't have positivity in your immediate circle, you never saw it. Now, you have Instagram. You can arc yourself out of your situation to somewhere else and see it from there. You've got YouTube. You can, you can lock on to somebody's motivational talk and you can up-level, you can upskill yourself. I think we can move ourselves past where we are now but we have to accept where we are now and we have to accept that we're going to have to help each other out and it starts with the minority it starts with you and i going back into our respective circles and listening to the people that are in our respective circles it starts from you and i going back to our kids and going right well you know what this is what life is really about and taking the time out to talk and the time out to listen and also for us particularly, because black men don't do this very well, is to say I'm scared. We don't see, we don't do it very well. We don't show vulnerability very well because it's shunned on in our society. But that's a lot. That's where a lot of this fear comes from. I'm not enough. You can delete that. We start to get a hand on the problem. And I don't actually think that it's ever going to be a situation where we completely can completely dissolve completely i don't but i think we can get it far better managed than what it is now and we can breed a, a culture of helping each other by instilling that olive branch by going right well i'm not going to give in because i've had 10 12 different black kids are coming through the door and they've all taken the pee out of this and the other and they take the lunch breaks whenever they feel like and I'm chasing after them. I'm going to refine my bits and maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and speak to the more senior black guy, guys and girls out there that I know and I'm going to employ their children. Maybe what I do is instead of focusing on the young people, I focus on the people that were leading the young people and I hire them based on that. Oh. You know? Maybe we do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting anything by any means in anything that I'm suggesting here or talking in this podcast here that that is the ultimate answer. Answer, But what I am suggesting is that we've got to start somewhere. And as we established very early, early on in this conversation, the start happens with us. The start happens at home. You know, it starts with our children. It starts with our, our, our immediate circle. You know, and if enough of us get together in our immediate circle to change our immediate circle, then all of a sudden we make a very big circle and that minority isn't so small anymore. Absolutely. You know? well, and also it starts with podcasts like this, people that are daring enough and bold enough 
to speak out loud because the silence is where all fear is brewed from. Absolutely. You know? So like fear isn't brewed in the light, it's brewed in the dark. When something is shadowy and it's dark, it gets scary. You don't get scared of a big room if the lights are all on. You get scared of a big room when it's dark. That's when you hear all the little creaks and noises and little animals furrying around in the side. Shed light on a situation, but true light. Not light for entertainment, not like the media puts in there to go right well, black on black crime. I read a newspaper article a little while ago. It wasn't actually wasn't a news article online, it was a Facebook status from someone of a young man, and I say young man because I still class myself as young, he was my age, um, and he was murdered. And he got stabbed. And one of the one of the one of the Facebook posts that got put out was said and urged the media, don't put this out as another black on black senseless crime it was a senseless crime but it wasn't a black on black thing the guy got asked for cigarettes he refused to give it and someone stabbed him i don't know whether the other guy was black or what wherever that comes from but the media needs to stop perpetuating this situation and giving it momentum and we can distinguish that or extinguish it rather by not listening as hard and starting to listen to our own voices I know powerful individuals that you speak to and there's nothing other than positivity that comes out of their mouth. You know, I, come, I speak to you that we we don't talk about the, the dwellings and the, the, the grotty end of the world. We talk about possibilities, dreams, aspirations, what's going on. I speak to all of the people in my world that I'm connected to. All Everybody's eyes are firmly set on the sky. I know a lot of people. That means that group is is multiplied countless amounts of times I think there's a there's an opportunity for change coming well what we need to do one thing's for certain is if we know better we've got to we've got to be doing better we've got to be doing better we've got to be doing more yeah um, we're in a day and age where you know <laughs> wasn't too long ago that Black Panther came out and uh, it's you know one of the biggest box office hits for, for, for Marvel yeah. Um, the reality is we all bought into that because of the ideology of what we can do when we're united community that sense of community that black people and black power and all the rest of it um, in reality <laughs> outside of entertainment we're very far from that but what it does show is the potential one of the things I used to love about South East London when I was growing up is that if you drove down the street with your stereo loud, I, I was one of those one of, one of those with a big subwoofer in my boot and what have you, people used to dance. And the, wherever you went, you stop at the traffic lights, girls would be dancing here, guys would be dancing there, wherever it was. Now, I remember getting, again, going back to the open mic sort of scene, at the end of it, have, being on a bus with all the other guys that were perform, performing that night, rolling through Peckham and New Cross and we're all singing at the top of our voices on the top of the bus. When Black Panther happened, that came back. I saw guys and girls dancing in the street. I saw people in African dress. I saw people in Caribbean Absolutely. dress. I saw people greeting people that hadn't spoken to people in years. That one movie gave permission for the guards to drop and for people to communicate and the fear to step and back. connect 
Exactly. My point in all of this is that we need we need to speak we need to speak both in privately to ourselves, to our children, to our friends, to our family, and then we need to speak out loud unfortunately and use this 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 apparatus, this opportunity we have called the internet and social media and what have you and start using it to transmit some real positivity Absolutely. start using it to transport s- transmit some opportunities out there start reaching out rather than having competitions for winning the next dance contest why not rather have competitions to win the next job you know rather than doing a conventional we're gonna we're looking for people to come and work at jt clark estate agency in terms of running it in the voice or whatever newspapers out there now what if it was an Instagram competition? What if you put it out there going, right, well, the opportunity is to win a job. Here's the task. Let's use the, the, the ability that we have now to communicate, which has never been higher. It's never been higher. Mm. You know? Anywhere, like, we've got internet stars now that were born from an iPhone. Yeah. You know? yeah. From an iPhone. Yeah. Filmed a video in their mum's kitchen about whatever, and now are getting paid millions to be whoever we have don't let's not just use this 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 tool called the internet and social media for entertainment purposes let's see ourselves as bigger than that there's a guy called um if you get a chance to look him up it's called ashton mary and i i salute this guy for ever and a day he's a black guy lives over in the states and his whole thing was teaching people how to understand their credit rating and to turn it around He's turned it into an international multi-million pound industry and he did it all through Instagram. He showed the pictures and the videos of people that he had changed their credit score for, he had changed their financial position for. He had heartwarming stories to people that never thought they were going to own their own car or their own house. And he made it possible for them just by educating them about their credit history and putting simple things in there to turn it around make it better and so their life got better this tool called social media is 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 and can be used more than just getting the next laugh from the next like we can actually use it to change people's lives absolutely you know by offering them hope yes the the black community have have got an issue with supporting each other supporting each other and being there for each other and offering opportunity to each other and, 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 and ultimately helping each other. We do have a problem with that. And sticking together. Yeah, we do have Again, a problem Again, seen that. in families and, and all yeah. the rest of it. Absolutely. We do have a problem with that. But I think my, my overall message to it and understanding this for it is that it's a choice. And, it, and the power of any choice comes at any point in time you can choose to do something different. And I think we should do is focus on going right. Well, we start in our own homes, and go right, especially to anyone listening to this podcast here today. Start in your own home. Start talking to your wife. Start yeah. talking to your husband. Yeah. Start talking to your cousins, your mum, your dad. Pick up the phone now. Call someone that you care about and tell them that you care. Absolutely. Because believe it or not, as small as that may sound, that's where it comes from. Absolutely. Someone not understanding that someone significant loved them makes them a gang leader, makes them a gang member. Makes him someone that goes out and stabs someone and does whatever. So tell him that you care. Tell him that you care. Absolutely. For the for the for the for the black business owners out there that are 
nervous about taking on a young black person well then let's find some young black people that you want to take on spend a bit more time investigating to find individuals do it in an alternative way that maybe allows that and gives permission for those young people those young guys and those young girls out there that have had the right whispers in their head from when they were younger and gives them an opportunity to step forward and become part of it let's work together and create that community again that network yeah a few months ago there was that whole uh, hashtag black lives matter yeah movement and uh, obviously that was triggered as a result of some of the killings and uh, police brutality uh, over in the states uh, i think it was trayvon uh, yeah etc um whilst you know there were marches up and down the country and even over here uh, in relation to that whole black lives matter that really is the message that we need to understand internally yeah. as a community that as black people our lives matter and if we will begin to understand that in essence, rather than just trying to communicate that to the white, to the Asian and to everybody else, we first got to embrace that truth ourselves, because embracing that truth in itself will cause us to, to treat one another completely differently, yeah. handle one another completely differently, view one another completely differently. And all these different things that trigger off so much negativity will begin to dissipate. Absolutely. I think we, we I think we're very good at clubbing together for adversity. When we're oppressed by something then we unite in that pain and we create great things. Like that black black lives matter. The bit that I find I'm gonna use the word saddening, the bit that I find saddening in that is that it took that for that slogan to become what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Black Lives Matter full stop. It doesn't matter what country they're in, what background they've got, whether they're in a 2.4 family or a 1.0, it doesn't matter. They matter. And as you quite rightly said earlier on, that we need to understand ourselves and hold that value for ourselves, that our lives, the lives of our fellow black and black brothers and sisters around us, they matter and treating them with some sort of value yeah. not just in the sense of 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 people dying but in the celebration of life you know not just because somebody got murdered or someone got hurt in the celebration of life black lives matter in intellect black lives matter in talent black lives matter in aspiration Absolutely. black lives Absolutely. matter in education Black Lives Matter in sport, Black Lives Matter in entertainment, Black Lives Matter in, in life and treating it in that respect. And instead of looking at it as, as something that united a nation of people across countries because someone was really seriously disrespected and murdered, taking it in the, just the pure essence that it is and going, right, well, they just matter full stop exactly and period. what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do my bit to embrace those that are alive to help them live their life and have business and have some black businesses take a punt and back some other young black businesses that haven't got off the ground yet and give them that 
that thundering and also the nurturing because a lot of the time it's 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 the balance of foresight you know it's having been able to speak to someone that has been there done it before that can help you move past and that's the thing about this whole podcast and uh, and that's why i love what we're doing you know the, the reality is i want off of a topic like this for black people to get mad enough to to really think about you know change yeah because if we really understood that black lives matter and we really embrace that truth in our own community before trying to convey that to other communities then the reality is black on black crime in itself would go down significantly it would go down drastically yeah but we first got to embrace that message ourselves otherwise it's a contradiction absolutely it's a complete contradiction it's a complete hypocrisy black lives matter we want the other ethnicities and races to 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 recognize this while we continue to kill each other while we continue to shoot each other listen something's got to be done and i'm hoping that as a result of a podcast like this those that listen to this will seriously give give it some thought you know i heard it said a little while back that obviously the, the abolition of slavery uh you know was something to be celebrated but what you must not forget is that in many respects they've only changed the term from slavery to criminals and you know prisons and and all these things right now it's big business big business let it not be filled with our black children our black sons our black daughters let it not be something that they continue to see as some kind of airbnb there's got to be a change there's got to be a change it can't be Feltham or Holloway is, you know, I know I, I know loads of people there, so I'm content to go there. We've got to stop all of that. Yeah. We've got to stop all of that. Save our children, understanding that black lives matter. And if we would begin to adopt that philosophy, I'm telling you people, we would stick together far more. We would support each other far more. And as a result of it, we would achieve far more. Absolutely. I think that the resounding thing from this is we'll use the slogan as, as, as Black Lives Matter and, and this will probably end up being the title of this um, entire podcast itself but I think my closing my closing message really goes out to everyone you know it's it's to take a look at your left and your right take a look inside your family circles take a look down your phone book your Facebook friends list and tell people that their lives matter. Tell them that their lives matter to you. Take a look at your children before you kiss them to bed goodnight. It's not just tell them that you love them superficially, yeah. but look them straight in their eye and tell yeah. them with absolute conviction and heart, I love you. Take a look at your other half and don't make half-hearted promises. Turn the TV off, put your phone down and spend some time with that person that you love. Believe it or not, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I... I, I I shit you not in this respect that a lot of our problems come from the fact that nobody knows that they care. No one knows that they care. So take some time out to let those people that you care about know that you care about them. 
and then urge them to do the same with the people that they do. You know, community spirit is born from love. You know, it's born from love and a genuine care care for someone else's aspiration, not their present situation. The place that they aspire to be, the person they aspire to be. Dreams only get nurtured in this in a place of warmth. They don't get nurtured in a place where it's cold. They don't exist in a space where it's dark. We've got to shed the light. We've got to open the door and be brave enough to say, come in. We've got to be brave enough to open just our hearts, our houses, whatever it is, to let someone know that it's safe for you around here. It's safe for you to be here and to be you. A lot of these kids that are running around uh, selling drugs have fallen into it because of fear, because they didn't have anyone that loved them, so they didn't think they were enough. A lot of these kids that are running around killing people have fallen into that because they thought that that was the way that life was to be, to be because they didn't feel loved, because someone wasn't listening. A lot of these people that have fallen into an awkward way of life are there because they didn't feel worthy enough of anything different. I urge you to give them the opportunity to understand that they are, understand that they are, understand that they will be, understand that everything that they are to be hasn't been written yet. And so is nothing other than a choice. Absolutely. Listen, I just want to, my closing thought and statement to all our uh, listeners out there. Listen, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I grew up in, in, in Peckham for the majority of my life, 30 plus years. And uh, I've got to tell you that for a lot of people that I saw, a lot of people that I used to run up and down with, etc., um, it was always one of three endings. Either jail, people going crazy off of drugs, or people ending up in the cemetery. And I want to tell you that the game hasn't changed. The game has not changed. If anything, to a certain degree, it's 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 getting worse. And again, it comes back to this whole theme and title that seems to have kind of automatically found its place um, in this whole whole talk. Black Lives Matter. We're living in a day and age where people just don't value life anymore. People getting stabbed and killed over next to nothing. I want to say to you, you know what, there is an alternate way, there is, there is an opportunity for change, you can be better, you can do better, we can do better, uh, and it comes by understanding and embracing uh, the spirit of this, this kind of discussion here, looking at your own life, and as, as co-host Andrew said, endeavoring to make a difference in your family amongst your friends if we all begin to adopt that I'm pretty sure that we will end up pulling together and of course not everybody's going to embrace this so uh, as we already discussed it's not going to be something that we can ever perhaps make extinct in a crazy world but we can definitely improve absolutely that's my closing thoughts. Be right. blessed. Think about what we said. Think about this topic, this discussion. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a close for this episode. Um, 
just getting into well I re I re I rewind and rephrase. I I thank Jay for dropping the idea of creating this podcast. Um yeah, drop yeah, dropping the idea of creating this podcast because it's given us an opportunity to really install value. Install value both for ourselves and we hope for you guys listening. Um, this is episode number two. If you've got any suggestions for conversations that you would like us to, to to delve into, to tackle, to take on, then please drop them in the comment section or DM us separately. Um, yeah, it's been a interesting conversation this this week. One that I think was absolutely, absolutely needed. Heartfelt. Absolutely. If. And I would like to put this one on this bit on there. Lastly, um, for any of you out there that are listening to this, that are caught up in a lifestyle that maybe you don't think ever fitted you or isn't fitting you right now, understand that there is a way. And I will extend the olive brats myself personally and say that if that does, if that cap does fit your head right now and you're in the middle of something that you don't necessarily want to be part of anymore then drop me a dm and we'll see if two heads are better than one and we can figure something out absolutely hit us up yeah but in the meantime for everyone listening you stay strong you stay focused (laughs) and we'll see you in the forwards stay blessed